Friday evening at six. It's five o'clock, and that can only mean one thing. That's right. It is. Um, it is Friday Sport on Ross FM every Friday, bringing you the best in sport. And uh, we hope you enjoy what we have coming up for you in the next two hours. We kick off as usual with Premier League chat uh, with myself and Martin Dunn, and we'll also have uh, all the usual like local rugby. We'll have Roscommon LGFA. We'll have uh, local uh, Roscommon. Um, GA as well with myself and uh, Ray. We'll also have uh, Formula One and much, much more. We'll also have Strength and Conditioning Coach and also uh, Castlery Kings podcast as well. So uh, stay tuned for all of that and much more. And uh, you know we'll we'll have all the we'll have all the best discussion there. Um, you can listen to us as, as always um, on the on FM on uh, FM ninety four point six. You can listen to us on the radio, on the website www.rasfm.ie forward slash live or on the TuneIn app. And don't forget if you missed the live show, don't worry because the show is podcasted and available on rasfm.ie. And don't forget, um, there's a wide variety of great shows on every day, Monday to Friday, from nine o'clock right through until seven. Monday to Friday, and uh, there's something for everyone. And I'd just like to thank uh, Joe uh, Joe Bambrick for another great show, playing some great music and uh, having some great great uh, interviews as well. And don't forget uh, to keep an eye out. Um, you can also go on to uh, the uh, all, all the interviews that we have are podcasted and available on um, Friday Sport on the Friday Sport uh, Facebook page and uh, social media pages like. Uh, like Twitter and also um, Instagram as well, so you can get all the interviews on there as well. So um, to crack on, and don't forget, don't for, don't forget if you want to get in touch with the show, you can text or WhatsApp us on oh eight three eight five double nine double nine seven four eight. That's oh eight three eight five double nine seven four eight. If you have any views or opinions, or if there's something you want to mention on the show, uh, why why not send in a message to us and we'll read it out and discuss it on the show. So Martin, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's now time for the Premier League chat and uh, some very some very interesting results over the weekend. Sure was. <clears throat> so we'll crack on to that because there's kind of two lots of results here. Uh, last from last weekend, Leicester 1, Leeds 0, Aston Villa 4, Southampton 0, Burnley 0, Chelsea 4, Newcastle 2, Brighton 1, Norwich 1, Brentford 3, Wolves 0, Crystal Palace 2, Liverpool 1, West Ham 0, Watford 2, Arsenal 3, Man City 4, Man United 1, and then we had Tottenham 5, Everton 0 on Monday. We'll cover the last night's games in a while. Uh, Mo Salah, top of the goal-scoring charts at the moment, 19 goals. And Trent Alexander, top of the charts for the most assists with 11 goals. So, Aidan, you were happy there. You got 6 out of 10. You won the uh, breakfast roll this morning. Uh, I only got 5 out of 10, and Noel uh, got 5 out of 9. We we missed his last prediction there, so uh, well done, Aiden. So, Aiden, you're on 10 at the moment, and I am on 12. So, I suppose we'd better cover some of them important games that happened over the weekend and, obviously, last night as well. So, Leicester won Leeds nil. Um, the Whites lose the fifth premiership game in a row. Uh, the remain two points above the relegation zone. Uh, the new Leeds boss, uh, Marsh, did bring some, uh, it must say, a huge imp- uh, improvement in the performance and probably deserved at least a point. Another important game there, especially down at the bottom, Burnley nil, Chelsea 4. Uh, at half-time, Dice's uh, Clarets seemed ready to uh, continue their fight to avoid relegation, holding the Blues 0-0. But within eight minutes spell of the uh, early in the second half, uh, they went 3-0 down and uh, basically were crushed, remaining third from bottom. Uh, Newcastle continue good form. Newcastle 2, Brighton 1, another three points for the Toons in uh, a close match. Uh, sees them go 14th now, seven points clear relegation zone. Uh, six-pointed down there last weekend. Norwich 1, Brentford 3. 
uh, Tony uh, Hattrick uh, puts the Bees 10 points ahead of Norwich. Uh, much needed three points in their uh, fight to uh, avoid the slip into the relegation zone. Must say, Eriksson started his first uh, match from the start and was by far the best player. Uh, that's going to be, uh, I think, could be a saving uh, a saving uh, signing for uh, Brentford. Um, uh, Canaries remain bottom of the Premiership. Liverpool won West Ham nil. Uh, a win is a win. Uh, Mane on the 27-minute goal was enough to end... Uh, and keep and West Ham and keep Paul in the striking distance of Man City. Hammers were in the game, but missed uh, injured Declan Rice and uh, Bowen went off injured. Uh, Diaz was the man of the match. Uh, delight to watch him play. Tottenham five, Everton nil. So things can't get worse for Everton and Lampard. Lampard's toffees thrashed. Uh, Spurs were fluid and Kane sharp as ever with two goals. Uh, Everton. Uh, the worry woes increase. 11 away matches without a win now. Everton uh, one point above the relegation zone. Spurs day 7th but two games in hand over Man United and the Hammers above them. Then we had the games last night where it, which is just as important. Uh, Norwich 1, Chelsea 3. Uh, damage done to the Canaries' survival hopes in the first uh, half in uh, 14 minutes of the match. Going 2-0 down. Second half, uh, better performance by Dean Smith's side. But uh, Norwich, five points from safety. Six points, uh, really, if you include the goal difference. Um, the Blues, uh, uh, I suppose, tighten their grip on third place as well. They're seven points behind Liverpool. And then last night as well, we had Southampton 1, Newcastle 2. Uh, Eddie Howe's uh, Magpies win again, uh, sixth uh, win in seven matches and unbeaten in nine matches now and unbeaten this year. Uh, close match though, um, but Newcastle, you have to say they're resilient and uh, they shone through despite going one goal down and they're missing players like Maximum and, and informed Joe Linton. But that man Woods got his first goal for the Toons. Uh, taking a while to get the get on the register, but he's done it, uh, and I'm sure he's worth every euro they spent uh, to get him there from Burnley. Uh, Brazilian signing as well uh, scored the winner uh, on his first start since joining in January. Um, so um, Newcastle now ten points clear of the relegation zone. So they're going in the right direction, that's for sure. Uh, Wolves 4, Watford 0. Uh, Roy Hodgson, uh, I think he's uh, he knows the game is probably up. Uh, Hammers totally outclassed uh, his Watford side. Uh, no shots on target for Watford. They're three points from safety, uh, having played at least two, if not three games more than Burnley and Everton above them. So they're they're really in trouble now. Yeah, really, you know, when you look at Watford as well, the amount of managers they've gone through in the last two seasons, I mean... Well, they're normally average two or three, don't they? Yeah, and I mean, you know, in fairness to the players, how are the players going to settle if the, if managers are coming and going the whole time? It's not very it's not very fair on the players, but look, I suppose the players are well paid and, you know, they, they just have to... They're paid to play regardless mm. of who's managing, but, you know, you, you, you can understand from a player's point of view... Yeah. Because the... The, uh, the morale's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Another a game last night, which was again uh, very big down at the relegation end of the table. Leeds nil, Aston Villa three. Um, the new Leeds boss uh, Marsh was uh, expecting an improved performance at home, but uh, Villa were in control really. Uh, Bamford on as a sub in the second half did help uh, the Leeds uh, uh, cause a bit, but uh, Villa are on on form, three wins on the trot, uh, plus zero goals conceded. In them goal in them games uh, leads two points now from uh, safety, um, but they've played two more games than 18th place Burnley. So uh, it gives uh, Burnley a bit of a uh, a bit of hope for themselves to um, maybe get out of the relegation zone. Obviously, there are some European games as well uh, during the week. Aiden uh, Liverpool nil, Inter Milan one. So maybe people didn't see that coming. I don't know. Good game. Very competitive in the second half, I thought myself. Um, 
uh, aggregate uh, 2-1 to uh, Liverpool. So the, I suppose the game, uh, they've done the homework away in the first game. Um, but Interman uh, pushed them. They did. So I think you said to me, Aidan, they're going to have to improve on their performances in the next round. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, the, the teams are only going to get tougher. But I suppose in one of the other games there... Uh, you know, um, Real Madrid versus PSG. Mm. You, you would have, I would have thought that uh, PSG would have won. Like when you look at the, like, don't get me wrong, Real Madrid are, are top quality as well, but they haven't been the same since, since uh, Ronaldo left. And I mean, when you look, I mean, they have uh, they have Messi, they have Neymar, they've you know they've Mbappe, uh, yeah. you know they've all these players. So you know you. Probably would have thought that they, they, they would have come through yeah. on that one, you know. It was a, it was a, I think it was all hinged on one decision in that game, um, and that was uh, obviously Mbappe put them 2 0 up on aggregate, but then um, the goalkeeper got a back pass, he kind of probably took one touch too much, and um, the um, Real Madrid uh, striker who scored a hat trick uh, went in to tackle him. Uh, or to block the the goalkeeper's kick, which was actually he was trying to kick the ball across the box. Yeah. It was a foul. It was a clear foul on the goalkeeper because as he went to kick it, his standing leg, um, the the Real Madrid player took his leg, took his leg, and um, apparently the referee was letting him decisions go all night, kind of letting the game flow. But you can't you you can't do that. It's a foul. Now, now the goalkeeper did make the error of trying to do what he was doing, but at a game in a game at that level yeah. and of that importance, yeah. the referee really needed to nail. That yeah, I mean, the referee played well, uh, yeah. done a good game in that, but he was letting these decisions go. Um, in in normal time, you could think maybe there wasn't a foul, but there was a foul. It was a definitely a foul, no doubt about it. Yeah. Shouldn't have been given. Um, should have been, a free kick. Shouldn't have been uh, a free kick. Should have been given out. Uh, Rever would Real Madrid get back into the game? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think uh, uh, PSG dropped the heads a bit there. Um, PSG dominated that game first off. Yeah. Dominated it, and by far the better team. So I don't think the best team went through. Yeah. That's my opinion, anyway. So uh, it's not looking good for the ex-Tottenham manager. Uh, rumours that he might, he might be leaving PSG to go to uh, another team yeah. um, but uh, I, I thought they were a bit unlucky myself yeah. uh, Man City nil, Sporting Lisbon nil. again like Liverpool they've done the, the work in the first leg winning 5-0 Europa League uh, last night as well Seville won West Ham nil. No, maybe not a disaster of a result but uh, they would have liked to get a goal and come back with one and in the Europa Conference League round 16, first leg, Leicester 2, uh, Rennes of uh, France 0. So, uh, yeah, so Euro- <coughs> European games will continue, obviously. But the, the, you know what's going to be interesting? The, the quarter-final draw will be interesting to see the the, ta- the pairings for, for the quarter-final. Like, that's going to be very Well, I mean, you can get English clubs playing English clubs. So I think none of them want to play each other, that's for sure, especially Liverpool, Man City. Um, but I you, you have to you have to think down to what the last uh, f- four teams now, isn't it? Yeah. Four. It's eight, yeah, it's quarter finals, yeah. Is it quarterfinal? <coughs> yeah, the quarterfinal, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting a bit confused yeah. there. Was that the quarterfinal that last match? Yeah, they, they, um, Okay, so so it's not down to the semis yet. It's just no, down. That's, uh, the next round. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Well, well, it's going to be interesting because I mean, if Liverpool get Real Madrid. Um, if you look at Liverpool when they played Real Madrid last year, mm. and compare the the the, uh, the t- how Liverpool are playing this year, I think it's a marked improvement, uh, a, mar- a much much more improved Liverpool team this year. Like, and I think they'll be able to give maybe Real Madrid a, a better game this year if they if that's who they do get. Well, I think I, I think they'll be too good for Real Madrid, but yeah. I think the Inter Milan game just goes to show that they they need to. They can still be a very good team and lose, no, so it will it will be interesting Champions League. But uh, I think it's uh, a bit poorer for PSG to be gone because I love to see um, Mbappe at the moment is playing really well. Yeah. Now Benzema for Real Madrid, brilliant, yeah. typical old centre forward, 
fair play to him getting a hat trick the way he did. Uh, brilliant, just simply brilliant. So he stole the show in the end, um, and that's the way football goes sometimes. But I just think they were slightly a bit unlucky on the first goal, you know, the way it was given. And there's a player as well that usually stands out for in, in defence for Real Madrid is uh, Ramos. You know, has he been? Is he out at the moment, or was he? I thought he was retired, but maybe he's not. <laughs> it's that time he got retired. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Been, it seems like he's been on the goal forever. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, what's your thoughts on the uh, what's happening at Chelsea? I mean, we don't want to talk too much because it's kind of, as I say, the problems more off field than on the field. But uh, it's a. Uh, I thought it's very strange what's uh, been decided by. Basically, the British government, really, isn't it? That's it. It's it's not a sporting. It's not a sports decision. It's it's been taken out of their hands. And I mean, uh, like you know, we were we were talking this morning, and it's it's um, you know, in fairness to Abramovich, he did nothing wrong. Like he's just he's just an average owner. He just wanted to mm. he just wanted to sell the club, which any any owner is entitled to do now. But I mean, just mm. because he's a Russian owner. Mm. That he was picked on. Like he should be able to. Like, well, I don't think he's been picked on, but the, the, I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't go that far and say he's been picked on. I, I think sounds like to me that the staff have been picked on because yeah. some of them are going to lose their job. Surely, if they're not, if they're not um, taking any, uh, selling any tickets on the day, day um, they're not selling any food or programs or anything like that. Surely, surely, well, they probably still need stewards, yeah, because there's going to be ticket holders still going there. But surely that's going to affect, uh, that's going to mean people losing their jobs. That's it. And what what, what, what did they do wrong? This is it. If if anything was... My point as well, in addition to those, is... If he if he was allowed to sell the club, hmm. their jobs would have been would have been secure because the new owners. Yeah. Well, then again, the new owners. Well, I, I I do I do question his decision to sell the club like that, hmm. and that might have attracted more attention from the government of England. Uh, but it's it's a, a very very strange decision. Uh, will it affect the, the the Chelsea team? I mean, they're not allowed to sign anyone. Hmm. They're not allowed to sell anyone. Um, they can't sell tickets. They can't, they can't sell tickets. So, um, what's how long is that going to go on for? Is it going to affect the morale? You could say it might boost their morale on one side of it, but um, I, I, I just think when they start saying that, I mean, naturally people will lose their jobs, and that can't be. Uh, I mean, I, I could see down if, if this is a long-term thing and people do lo- lose their jobs, I could see. This going to court and yeah, legal action, yeah. because but then they go to the, the uh, court of, uh, of arbitration for sport. What about the fans? What do they? Why the, can't the players and the fans? And why why can't the fans go to the game? No, they're trying to stop the revenue coming into the club, which I presume to stop going to Abramovich. I presume, but yeah. I don't know. It's I, I don't know. Uh, do I, think I think it's a bit harsh myself. Do you, do they think that maybe there could be some um, that Abramovich would have some clever accounting, uh, uh, creative accounting going on, or something that the that they're that they want to come in? Or I don't know. Because I, I mean, they usually like we've said. Usually, you know, the the police or the government or whatever, your a, a person's assets aren't frozen unless they've committed a crime, mm. and like to anyone's knowledge. In fairness yeah. to Abramovich, he hasn't done that. Right. Yeah. He was all he's doing was trying to sell the yeah. club. Well, I, I don't, I don't agree with the fans being stopped going yeah, in. I don't either. And 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 then staff not being able to do their job because they're being closed down or the canteens or I don't agree with that at all. I mean, not being funny, that's minuscule money to a man like Abramovich. Yeah. So I d- what, why hit the fans? And by hitting the fans, you're, you're kind of hitting the players and the team as well because it's their supporters. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all, it's also going down to the teams. I mean, yeah, from the under, you know, from right, right, from the under eights or whatever at Liverpool, right up. You have the coaches, you have the mm. admin staff, you mm. have the management, you have the physios, you have all these yeah. people, strength and conditioning, all the way right up along. I mean, it affects them as well, their futures mm. as well. It's a strange one. We'll, we'll just see how it plays out. But anyway, I suppose we better get on with the uh, the games coming up, Aiden. Yeah. Uh, so another breakfast roll. 
Well, maybe, maybe. We'll see, we'll see. I mean, I got me. I, I kind of stuck my neck out there last week, saying Man City and Chelsea would drop points, and I thought him, I thought there was a danger Mike might, might uh, uh, rue that decision, and it, it did happen. So uh, I won't make that mistake again. But anyway, the first game Aiden we're going on for is Saturday. Now we've got Brighton playing Liverpool. Brighton are thirteenth at the moment. Uh, Liverpool second. Uh, Brighton on a bit of a, uh, a blip at the moment. Um, they drew two all in October with Liverpool, so that was a good result. Seagulls have lost their last four Premiership matches on the bounce and have only scored one goal in them four games. Paul, on the other hand, have won their last seven Premiership matches, conceding only two goals. So, uh, yeah, Brighton-Liverpool. Oh, you have to go for Liverpool on that one. Yeah, I agree. And then we've got Brentford v Burnley. So uh, Brentford 15th, Burnley 18th, uh, Brentford 27 points, Burnley 21. This is a six-pointer full stop. Uh, 3-1 to Burnley in October. Uh, The Clarets only one away win this season. So, um, of course, Brentford got a win there in their last game. I think it was away to Norwich. But this is a very important game. Brentford v Burnley. Yeah, Burnley are a tougher side, I think. Um, I'm going to go for a draw on that one, Martin. Okay. Well, to me, I think Ericsson makes the difference. If Ericsson wasn't at Brentford, I definitely would be going for a draw or Burnley. So I'm going to I'm going to go for a Brentford to win this one. And then we've got Man United uh, v Tottenham. Man United at the moment fifth, so they've dropped out of the top four on 47 points. Tottenham only two points behind them on 45 and seventh. Um, this is will be the 60th meeting in the Premiership between these two sides. Uh, 37 wins for United and only 10 for Spurs. So United, obviously, them years of dominance in the Premiership, uh, obviously sees them have so far more wins. 3-0 uh, to United away in October. So, this is not a straightforward game, Aidan. Man United-Tottenham. I'm going to go for a Spurs win on this. I think oh. just know, um, but it, I, I was saying to you earlier on about the, a statistic that that was uh, mentioned that uh, in the seven games since since, since the new year tar- came that uh, Ronaldo hasn't been playing. They've lost all the games where he wasn't playing. But uh, I mean, look, a, a team like Man United when you see the players they have, although he seems to be a defining player for them. But I, I'm still going. I'm still going to go for Spurs. Yeah, yeah, they're not playing well, and, and Tottenham. I mean, that that win, the, the Spurs win, Spurs. Um, over Everton. Win, you know, that, that, that yeah. Give them a bit, a bit of a yeah, but they're 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 beating teams that are struggling a bit. So I'm not convinced. So, so, so are Man United. Yeah, players, but so. I think Man United have got different breed of players. Yeah. Uh, they normally can get something or a draw out of game now of course Man City they just gave up the, the, the chase uh, I'm, I'm going to go for a draw on this one um, but look it's a hard one to predict so I'll go for a draw and then we've got uh, on Sunday we've got Chelsea for Newcastle this is an interesting game Chelsea third at the moment 56 points Newcastle now 14th on 31 points 3-0 uh, to the Blues back in October uh, I suppose, as we mentioned, the blues the the blues problems are off the pitch, and not on on the pitch really. Uh, they've won the last four on the trot. Uh, Tunes have won the last three matches and won six out of the last seven matches. So a complete turnaround by Eddie Howe. Remember, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about then he he t- took over and they weren't getting wins at all. Uh, I'm beaten now in nine um, and not beaten this year at all so far. Um, so um, yeah, how do you see this one going, Aiden? I'm going to go. I I I'm going to do with you on this now, and I'm going. I'm going to say a draw. Okay, all right. Well, you could be right. Um, yeah, you could be right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's like you know Newcastle are going to up their game, and they 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 won the last game, and they had two of their. Uh, key players missing so you never know I, I, I will go for Chelsea um, but it wouldn't surprise me at the same time because uh, but as far as I'm concerned Newcastle are safe now yeah. you know uh, I'll go for Chelsea then we've got uh, Everton well Everton are re- really in trouble at the moment 17th at the moment only 22 points Aiden. 
Um, Wolves are eighth at the moment, 43 points. Imagine Wolves are 21 points ahead of Everton. Um, Wolves won this fixture actually 2-1 earlier uh, last in, in November. Uh, the Toffees have lost seven of their last eight Premiership games, Aiden. That's serious. Uh, they've lost the last three as well, uh, failing to score in the last three games. Everton Wolves. I'd have to go for a Wolves win on that one. I keep thinking it's only a matter of time Everton start getting points. They seem to have their squad back, but they're just not playing. Yeah. I'm, and Wolves have a good record away as well. They've got one of the best records in the Premiership. But I have to believe Everton are going to have to turn the corner. So I'm going for that reason. Even though their results are not uh, showing me anything, and Lampard seems to be struggling, I'm going to go for a draw. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Leeds v Norwich. Um, this is, to me, the game of the week. This is a massive six-pointer. Uh, Leeds won 2-1 away in October. Uh, Leeds are 16th. Norwich are 20th. There's only six points in the difference of these two teams. Uh, Canaries joint uh, most defeats away this season, nine. Um, Leeds have lost the last six premiership matches, uh, scoring only two goals. Canaries have lost... The last five Premiership matches. Um, Leeds conceded most goals in the Premiership this season. 64 goals. Uh, there was a lot of talk about whether Bielsa should have been sacked. Should they have kept him? Because it's so close to the end of the season. They've got a relatively unknown manager, Marsh. Um, very disappointed with the result over the, the last match they lost there. <coughs> against Villa um, so Aiden, how do you see this one I'm going to go for a draw on this a draw ok I will go for a Leeds win and then we've got Southampton v Watford um, uh, Southampton 10th Watford obviously right down there 2nd from bottom 19th only on 19 points. Uh, Saints won 1-0 away in October. Uh, Saints have gone through a little blip now. They've lost the last two matches. Hornets only one win, Aiden. One win in 16 Premiership games. Are they doomed? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so how do you see this one then? Who's that? Southampton, Watford. I'm going to go for Southampton on that one. Okay, same here. And then we've got uh, West Ham v Villa, 6th v 9th. West Ham 45 points, Villa on 36. The Hammers won 4-1 away in October. Uh, next goal in this fixture will be the 100th between these two sides in the Premiership fixtures. Uh, 49 wins for Hammers, 50 for Villa. So it's a close run thing. Um, Villa not drawn away Uh this season, the only team in the Premiership. Uh, Gerrard's fellow uh, Villa have now won the last three in the trots, so that's the first time this season, so they're in form. But you can't underestimate West Ham either. They're up there, at the, they're, they're six for a reason. West Ham v Villa. I'm going to go for a draw on that. I'm very tempted to go for a West Ham win, but I think I'll go for a draw. Yeah, I'm going to go for a draw, but Aston Villa are definitely playing well, and Coutinho is uh, definitely part of that reason. Um, then we've got Arsenal at fourth at the moment, 48 points against Leicester, who won 33 points in 12th. Uh, the Gunners won 2-0 away in October. Uh, Arsenal have won their last four matches on the trot, so one defeat in 10. Uh, Vardy, I hear, is out injured. Uh, I haven't confirmed that, but f that's what I've heard. And if he is out injured again, because he only came back there recently, that's a big loss for Leicester. Arsenal v Leicester. I'm going to go for an Arsenal win. Okay. It's an interesting fixture, isn't it? It sure is, yeah. It definitely is, yeah. Okay, I will go for... Uh, you, you're going for Arsenal, is it? Right. Yeah, I'll go for Arsenal as well. And then we've got, on Monday, we've got uh, Crystal Palace v uh, Man City. So 11th v... Uh, first, um, Palace won 2-0 away in October so uh, 
Palace are going for the double. Uh, Man City still the best away form in the Premiership. They played 14, won 11, drawn two, lost once. Uh, Palace only one point out of the last four home matches. Uh, only one away uh, defeat for City all season. Uh, City 25 points out of a possible 27 away points in the last nine matches. So they're on form. Uh, City, City scored in 13 of them uh, 14 away matches as well. So there's only one game they didn't score. Palace v Man City. Palace have improved. There's no doubt about it. They're on a, they've won two of the last three and drawn one of them. So uh, Palace v Man City. Saha? Well, there's, um, you know, I think City will win, but I think Saha will, or, um, you know, Palace will give them a game. Okay, I'll go for Man City as well. And then, Aidan, we've got some fixtures um, during the week next week, and we're going to include them. Uh, normally we don't, because they're extra games or games that weren't played, but we're going to include them into next week's fixtures because there's very few fixtures over the weekend for the Premiership due to the FA Cup. So uh, the first one here is Wednesday, 16th of March, is Brighton v Tottenham. Brighton v Tottenham. Um, I'm going to go for Spurs. Okay, so am I. And then we've got uh, Arsenal-Liverpool. Uh, this will be the 60th Premiership match in between these two sides. Uh, 24 wins to Arsenal 16 so uh, Paul are definitely uh, winning that uh, race uh, 4-0 to Paul in November Arsenal-Liverpool Liverpool. you don't think Arsenal can do it Aiden at all? <laughs> um, I, I think the way Liverpool are playing they're very hard to match yeah I'll go for Liverpool as well but we'll see we'll see what happens uh, then Thursday the 17th of March we've got Everton v Newcastle uh, all square in the Premiership. They've won 21 games each, Aiden, and 11 draws. 70 go- 74 goals each as well, so you couldn't be any tighter than that. Uh, uh, this could be uh, a, a real six-pointer, depending on how the game, the games before this, the week, this, uh, this game go as well. Um, so... Um, if Newcastle to lose their game, the, the previous game and Everton won, so it, it closes the gap. So it, it's a it's a potential six pointer. You could, even though I, I do believe Newcastle are safe. Uh, the Toons won three one back in February. Everton Newcastle. Um, I'm going to go for Newcastle. I'm going to go for a draw. And as I said, some of them matches now we will. There is games, as I said, next Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but we'll cover them um, in next week's show. I'm just wondering, Aidan, did I mention the uh, other games there during the... Oh, don't forget Noel's predictions as well. Oh, yes, we must mention Noel's predictions. Yes, hold on now. Good, well done. Noel's predictions uh, are for the week are Liverpool, Brentford, Man United, Chelsea, Wolves, Leeds... Uh, Southampton, West Ham, Arsenal, and Man City. Unusual again. He hasn't put any uh, any draws, but we'll we'll come back to uh, his other predictions for next week as well. Uh, we'll cover them in, in next week's show. But uh, the FA Cup looks uh, looks like some very interesting draws. Uh, Nottingham Forest versus Intra, uh, versus Liverpool. That's going to be a yeah for sure. And uh, just to mention there some of the games that I forgot to mention quickly. Uh, obviously, Southampton won Newcastle 2. Very important game last night. Uh, Eddie Howe's Magpies win uh, again. Uh, as I said, that's six matches in seven matches, uh, an unbeaten nine. I think I mentioned that earlier anyway. Um, so I think that's it, Aidan, for the predictions. No problem. Uh, and just, just to remind you, I mentioned this to you as well. Man City have got ten games left, Aidan. Just thought I'd mention this. This is something we can talk about another another time. But Man City got 10 games left, yeah? Liverpool have 11. I'm just going to run down by these games because I was trying to think any potential slip-ups slip here for Man City. They've got to play Palace. Brighton has to be confirmed what date that is. Then obviously got Southampton in the FA Cup. They've got Burnley away. Then Liverpool at home. Then Wolves away. Watford home. Leeds away. Newcastle at home. West Ham away and Aston Villa at home. Now, looking at that, the first one you put, potentially they could slip up 
or lose or drop points is the Liverpool game, yes? Um, Another tricky one could be the West Ham game. That's my thoughts as well. You know, West Ham away. Um, Now, there's no awkward games for them because they're playing teams that are down the bottom there like Burnley, uh, Watford, Leeds. um, And their last game is against Villa. Yeah. Now, it is a home game. Villa are improving. The Villa are very yeah. good. Especially, like you said, with Coutinho. Um, you know, I think he's really... A, his assists have gone up, have been a huge part of it. It's Villa. great signing. Yeah, great signing. I mean, you can see why Liverpool... Why Liverpool you know, why Liverpool did so well when they had mm. him. But, uh, and, and just give you some of the Liverpool games here, Aiden, yeah? Liverpool are playing Brighton away. Arsenal away. Man United at home, but we confirm what date. Obviously, got Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup away. They got Watford at home. They got Man City away. Everton home. Newcastle away. Tottenham home. Southampton away. Wolves home. Now, I have to say, looking at them games, I think Liverpool have got the tougher games. I think for me, the two the two games maybe that could slip up, and I know I went for Liverpool. Um, you know, it's one of the Man, U- Man City's one, but uh, you know, it's, it's a potential one. Man City could could win that or draw that, um, but also I think um, you got Newcastle away. Yeah, Newcastle, but I think Spurs could be another one. Spurs is at home though, so uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think looking at that, Liverpool have got the slightly tougher games, but you know what? It could be all down to that one game. The Liverpool Man City game. Yeah. They're really good. I think that Now the only problem with that is that game is one it's coming up fairly soon. But yeah. we'll be talking more uh about these games as they're ticked off because we'll be obviously talking about the relegation teams as well, who who are their games and who's most likely to survive. Because the way it looks at the moment, many people would say the bottom three are going down. Yeah, it's looking like that. It's it's not Definitely yet, yet, because we know teams like Everton and Leeds are not performing, and they're just see it's not mathematically. Um, no, it's definitely not. Yet. No, yeah, yeah. no. So it'd be interesting. Anyway, that's it, Aiden. Thank no you. No problem. Thanks very much, Martin. And uh, of course, we yeah, we'll be looking at that. Uh, you know, it gets more interesting, and it gets more interesting as it goes on. Thanks very much, Martin. And uh, after this, we have local rugby with uh, with Adrian with Adrian Liddy, and that's coming up after this. Hello everyone and you're very welcome to this week's Local Rugby with myself, Aidan Rafty. And as always, we have um, Adrian Leddy from Craig's Rugby Club to take us through all things rugby. Hello Adrian, how are you? How are you Aidan? All good with me? That's good to hear, that's good to hear. So we'll kick off the show with uh, looking back on the uh, the match, the Connor College's uh, match, cup match uh, for Common CBS against the Bish. Not exactly the the um, result we wanted, but they, they still put it in a fine performance and... Uh, it was a lucky finish by, by the base in the end to grab the victory. They did indeed, Aidan. And uh, the thing about it is it's a great achievement for uh, Roscommon CBS uh, to be uh, in, in a semi-final. A, a, young, a very young team. Uh, ten of that team is uh, young enough to uh, play in, in the senior competition that there next year. So we would be looking forward to uh, CBS having a very strong team uh, go, going into the following year. But this is great experience for the young lads and uh, they did give the, the Bish some some fright. They were they were slow to start, I suppose. That, that was their, their downfall. If, had they had they stayed with uh, Bish at, in the early stages of the game, it, it may have left it early easier for them in the second half. But they did come back. They gave Bish a, a fair fright. And as you rightly says, Aidan, they were put to the pin of the collar to get a penalty to to win the game in the end. And, you know, it's... Uh, it's good for um, for the CBS school. It's good for uh, a lot of these players are playing with Craig's as well at underage and youth level. So you know it's, it's good good for rugby in in general in in the area. That's it, and it's great to see the progress that the CBS has made since the since rugby was introduced to the introduced to the school and I suppose that's thanks to uh, I suppose the, you, you know what uh, the Craig's going into the school and raising an interest and uh, bring, bringing Craig's bring, bringing um, 
you know, an interest in rugby in the school and be, being able to take part in the in the Connacht Cup and things like that. And it's great to see the progress that the CBS has made. Um, you know, from the when they started off up until like given when you see them being able to give, the, you know, colleges like the Bish who are immersed in the tradition of rugby to be able to give them a to be able to give them a game and give them a fright like we said there. Is, is shows great pro- progress, and I suppose it's it's also comes down to the not only the quality of the players and the the, the you know the commitment they've shown, but also the the great coaching that they've got both from Craig's Rugby Club and the CBS as well. Yes, uh, yeah, Craig's uh, coaches uh, have a major input into the CBS team. Uh, they're you know put a, a huge effort into them. Uh, they bring them away uh, the, down the number of games down in Munster. Uh, play play in other colleges um, there too, and all that has helped them to to develop. I have watched the team now uh, from the beginning of the season, and the, you can see that how how well the players themselves have developed. Some of them may not have played rugby in the past, and they just have uh, come on uh, fantastic game by game. And if you were to take um, you know these ten players that would be eligible for next year. If they can can continue to develop, there will be there will be a, a force to reckon with uh, uh, next season. But you know, in, in fairness, they they're nothing to be ashamed of. They 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 gave the Bish, as you say, Bish is a very established college. For, they're easier to assemble in a, in a, in a city, uh, more regular training than, than there would be in the CBS. And, you know, that the CBS to run them that closely, they, they, they all credit to the young lads and that they're involved. That's it. And moving on to the, the club now with, with Craig's. And, uh, I suppose after the disappointment of, uh, the J1 League final, uh, having lost that, there's, uh, the, as you just said, uh, they're off air, the, um, the cup games have been brought forward, so I mean that that gives them that gives the Craig's first team a chance to kind of put the put the ghosts to bed, I suppose, really to uh, to get back out on the pitch again and to put a few things right. Yes, it was hard, hard uh, to for maybe the Craig's lads to pull themselves after a very hard, tough game against Connemara the previous week in in uh, in Castlebar against uh, Connemara and to lose the game and. Then to pull pull themselves together, and there were minus uh, seven players uh, going into the game against in UIG on on Sunday, and yeah, they you know there was again um, it was a mixed game, but the Craig's came out very strong in the end, and. Uh, uh, they were too strong for NUG very much in the in the second half when they when they got the act together. But uh, that's the 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 first round of the of the Connacht Junior Cup and uh, Craig's march on now to a, a very big game in in Craig's on on next Sunday against their their near rivals uh, Buccaneers and Buccaneers have ran Craig's very closely in the two league games. Uh, uh, to date in the in the normal league game and in the in the top four, so Buccaneers will be will be coming uh, for revenge uh, against against Craig's this weekend, and you know Craig's will want to be on their game, and hopefully that all the players that were injured and so on will be will will be back in 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 the team. Um, this this could be a, probably a clincher for the uh, for for the cup um, if Craig's can get over this one. Uh, Craig's have avoided uh, uh, Craig's and Connemara have avoided one another um, in in the run into the if they, they get through into the final. Craig's if they get over Buccaneers on on Sunday they again have a home draw to the winners of Manave or Ballinrobe and. This, uh, you know, again, uh, will you know, it's great to get a home draw and get a home draw on the 4G pitch, and it suits the the, the Craig's players. But uh, you, they have to be on the money on 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 Sunday to to get over this very strong Bucks team. Some of them that would have have played in the IL uh, over the last number of uh, weeks and years. But I suppose uh, you know it's tests like that that uh, maybe Craig's thrive on to be playing the the likes of. Um, the likes of Buccaneers and that, because that's where ultimately any team like uh, Craig's want to be is maybe one day to be back into the AIL again. Oh yeah, well absolutely, and it's just uh, it's uh, you know Buccaneers are a good uh, a good 
uh, test side and Buccaneers have, uh, you know, a lot of experience and a lot of these uh, lads would be training with the Buccaneers uh, first AIL team. So, you know, they're, they're getting good training. They're, you know, they're able to do scrummaging with their, with their first team lineouts and all this, uh, you know, helps them and, they, they will have a, a number of experienced players that have played played a lot of rugby. We have a very young team, and you know it, it, this will be a game probably fitness. And uh, you know now that we we are will be two weeks over the the league final, we should be well up for this game uh, on, on Sunday against Buccaneers. That's it. And moving on to the underage and mini rugby, both for the boys and the girls in Craig's. Uh, I, you know, we keep seeing it in uh, the local papers and also on Facebook posts like where, where uh, the underage teams are doing really well. And indeed, it's great to see the mini, the mini rugby side, the mini rugby end of the section of the the club going really well. As we said last week, a key part of the club as well. That's that's where it all began begins, and that's where the the future of the club rests. You know, as those players start off in mini rugby and go through the ranks. And one day get into the first team, and who knows what the possibilities are from there. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, the the Craig's uh, youth teams. Uh, it's it's all uh, cup competitions now at, at the present time, and um, Craig's youth teams are, are are doing very well. Particularly the the girls' teams, the the girls under eighteens, the girls uh, under fourteens. They had great wins and that there at the weekend, and they continue into the the next round now. So they're they're you know they they developing there with the girls under eighteens, under sixteens, and under fourteens. You know they're 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 doing extremely well against teams that have been established uh, for for some time, and it just shows the type of coaching and work that has gone into them that they that they're performing so well. They unfortunately, like the the boys teams, haven't uh, done as well in the in in the cup competition. They uh, got knocked out in the early stages. But you know, uh, again, uh, they they will play a number of friendlies and they'll finish out the season um, uh, with with the number of games. On mini rugby, um, again, the the numbers are fantastic. The the weather. Uh, you know, has been very mixed uh, there for the Saturday morning game, games. But young lads don't seem, and young boys don't seem to, to matter what the weather is like. Once they get out there, they, they they love it, and and the young girls and they they keep, they keep coming, and the numbers are are absolutely fantastic. And it is it is growing the game, is getting it, you know, a ball in their hands at a very young age, and it, it does develop them and give them a real taste for rugby and. You know, they all credit to the parents and the young coaches and and all that gives their time on a Saturday morning with 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 these young boys and girls. That's it, and of course, uh, you, you know, as as well as that, the the only only for the referees as well. I suppose we we need to give the we we better give it the referees a mention too because. Um, that's another, and the linesmen. That's another uh, job that's never very easy. The abuse that referees get nowadays. You know, over even the slightest decision that's wrong or that the referees can get abuse. But um, I suppose really looking at it, though, there there is this mindset kind of um, a, a more positive mindset, really, that players kind of need. It's either you don't win or lose, you either win or learn. Because, you you know, if you, if you if you learn something and then you, you can go and address it, it's more positive than saying winning or losing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, you know, and I, I would also endorse your comments in relation to the officials, to referees and touch judges that uh, no game can go ahead without them and they are a very important uh, part of the game and it is it is extremely important in all codes that people should respect the officials and respect the referees because like at the end of the day, uh, games will not uh, take part. And we have seen, uh, as you rightly says, in some sports that the abuse of referees and uh, some of them went on strike and some of them pulled out of sports. Uh, you know, it's sad to see. And, uh, you know, the one thing that the rugby tries to to put into youngsters, it's as important as, as training, is to have the respect and have the respect for 
the officials have their respect for their coaches and to try and, and drill that into them because that helps them in, in life as they develop as well. They have they have respect out, outside in, in the workplace and in just in public life and so on. So, you know, it's a, an important drill to get into to young lads and young girls' minds at an, at an early stage. So, you know, we, we have to try and get them, you know, players... Players, as you say, will win games and lose games. But it's important to be able to deal with losing games as well because everything won't go right for you in life. And, you know, you have to take the, the hard knocks at times and, you know, if you lose a game by a point or two, it, it, it's hard to take. But it's a learning process and it's a, it's one way, something I found hard to deal with myself going yeah, through. I never liked losing, but, you know, it, it does uh, help to try and deal with it the same way as how you deal uh, with with winning and having the respect for the opposition when you win as well. That's it. And of course, uh, on matters off the field now, the, the development of the, the club, you know, the facilities in the club is going at a great pace. And also the, the we, something we always mention every week is the, the weekly draw that uh, Craig's are having at the moment as, as a fundraiser. How is that going? Yes, uh, the the new development is is going extremely well. They're, they're in the process of getting the roof and that on, and um, the draw itself is 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 going uh, very well. It's um, it's uh, you know it's coming near the the date. There's another monthly prize, and then you'll have the big prize of the fifty thousand. So it is important that people gets in there and buys their tickets because they, like these are all for the benefit of the community and the benefit of all the young players, the future players uh, coming on for for all our young boys and girls that they will have the top class facilities uh, to to change and to use to use the gyms and uh, you know just uh, to develop them and it will, it will be great when it's done and I'd urge people that if they haven't got their ticket yet to make sure that they get their ticket within the next couple of weeks. That's it, and of course, moving on to two other clubs that we, we've we've we'd started discussing last week, and we, we I think we'll give them a mention every week is uh, you know the the great success at um, at Buccaneers and uh, Craig and Carry uh, Conshannon Rugby Club as well, uh, doing doing great strides and doing doing very well both clubs, and uh, you just mentioned there earlier on about uh, Buccaneers taking on Craig's as well, so all a very interesting little rivalry there between the two clubs, but. Uh, you know, a very good club as well, and a very homely and family club, just like Craig's. Yes, it's good rival, good rivalry, and where you know, like I said, it, it's it's almost like um, in any sport. You know, when you have na- neighbouring clubs or that they're playing, there's that 